Can you play Jingle Bells? No, no. I mean Jingle Bells. You know, deck them halls and all that stuff. No, no. You don't get it at all. I mean Jingle Bells. You know, Santa Claus and Ho 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 and Mistletoe and Presents to Pretty Girls. This is the Pat Brothers Podcast. Here are your hosts, David and Michael. Greetings, salutations, and all that jazz. From sunny Orlando, Florida, the city beautiful, this is the Pat Brothers Podcast. I'm David Pack, and joining me as always is my identical twin brother, Michael. Yes, hello out there, all you in podcast land. Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for listening, as always. We are so excited to be bringing you this edition, episode six of the podcast. We teased it a little bit during our last episode that we were going to be talking about Christmas music, and tis the season, so it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And not really here in Florida, no. I mean, I guess you can sort of decorate palm trees by, uh, oh, I don't know, putting little strands of light down each palm frond and calling it a day, but or the trunk. I'm used to a more traditional, I guess, Christmas decoration, winter wonderland type feeling. It doesn't really feel a lot like Christmas in Florida, having never spent this time of year in such a warm place where I'm walking around with no coat, no jacket, wearing shorts because it's 85, 86 on some days. Today it was a little bit cooler, but it's still nothing compared to what it was up north. (laughs) Only in the 70s, I think. Yeah, (laughs) right. It was in the high 60s this evening, and it felt brisk. So you can get really accustomed to this climate and become a wimp when it comes to cold weather. Yeah, very easily. Uh, This episode is brought to you by uh, eggnog, I guess. It's always a wonderful treat this time of year. Now, eggnog is a beverage that people have strong opinions about eggnog. Some people really enjoy it. Some people can't stand it. I think those who are not fans can get their minds around the egg portion of eggnog. Ooh, there's eggs in it. I know. Uh, If you like cake, cake's got eggs in it most of the time anyway. Yeah, and people don't seem to get it like they're drinking raw eggs. I know. It's not like a rocky montage training video or something like that where you're eating these raw eggs for the protein or, or to show how tough you are. This is uh, a very tasty. If they, I think the marketing campaign for eggnog needs to change. They just called it Christmas milk or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like that name. Yeah, some kind of sweet custardy goodness. You give yourself... Well, that's a little long to put on a box. but Yeah, that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well as Christmas milk. But they need to think about that. Some eggnog, I will admit, is not the best name when you're trying to sell somebody on it. No. Or just nog, but that just seems, I don't know, almost <laughs> like a caveman name. <laughs> right. I'll drink my nog. Right. It's like grog. Yeah, or something like that. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about 
Christmas songs this episode. I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be. If we get on a roll of uh, ranting about songs that we don't like, it could get <laughs> maybe a little more lengthy than I imagine. We've got a few. Let's start with the good songs, I guess. We should try to start on a positive note because it is the season. It is a joyous time of year, and there are good Christmas songs. It's not as if all the lot are bad. There are some really good ones, secular and uh, sacred. Yeah, and I think I like a lot of the sacred ones. We I don't really have a lot of you know, downloaded clips for those, but just about any one you can think of that would be in your hymnal at church, be it Joy to the World or Hark the Herald Angels Sing or Away in a Manger. Uh, Silent Night. It's very classic Christmas songs I always enjoy. And maybe it's just the way I brought up or just the traditionalist in me. But I, those are the ones that I think of immediately when I think of favorite Christmas songs. I think of the Christmas carols. Absolutely. Oh, Holy Night is a, a beautiful song. And there are many different versions of it out there. Some of the people, when they sing it, as they reach the climax, they go for that high note, that glory note. And other people, they kind of back off. They don't have maybe the range in order to do that song justice. But it's always a, a good song to sing and to listen to. I do enjoy many of those, what you would call, I guess, classic Christmas carol type music. Something that would be in your songbook if you're going caroling to the different people in the community. Yeah, or even just... Uh, I guess some of the secular ones, even like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Nose Reindeer, everything that would make me think of cartoons that I watched growing up, I would probably, <laughs> uh, you know, put in the good column too. Yeah, there, there are the nice list. Yeah, the, yeah, that's maybe the way to think about this in this time of year, the the nice list and the naughty list, which songs are lumps of coal and which get uh, a zeppelin or some other cool <laughs> toy like that. <laughs> no, uh, if you get that reference, then uh, you're a, a good egg. Absolutely, that's true. Um, oh, oh, come all ye faithful. I'm just, these are occurring to me as I'm starting to think about good Christmas songs uh, that spring to mind. White Christmas, that's yeah. it's secular, but it's nice. And we've got some, uh, I guess some little clips from some of the songs that I think are traditionally popular at Christmas time, or if they're not, at least ones that we would think of. So let me uh, load one up here. Uh, you may know it just when it starts playing. We'll see. This is kind of a classic one. It's, yeah, 60s, definitely. That's uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. It's by Darlene Love. It's from a very classic uh, album there. I've also named that album again. Uh, I think maybe a Christmas gift from Phil Spector or something like that. I yeah. can't remember exactly what it's called. But uh, it's Darlene Love, just belting it out. If you ever watched the uh, David Letterman show, anytime Christmas rolled around, uh, he'd always trot her out, and she would perform a live rendition of this with... Paul Schaefer and the orchestra backing her up. And it was a treat every year. Um, 
I guess it was one of Dave's favorite uh, Christmas songs, and that's why he brought it out. Absolutely. He popularized it, and Darlene Love was one of those recording artists in her day who didn't really get a lot of name recognition. They were, She was usually in groups that had just front names that weren't even real groups that were given a song to sing, and they did not get necessarily name credit on the song. And there's an interesting documentary on that if you want to see that. I think it's on Netflix. I would have the name for it, but I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I do know the name of the album was A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector, yeah. if that helps you. Well, there you go. Well, I'm sure people can Google it just as well, or you can just bring it up. Your talents are legendary when it comes to uh, looking up stuff like this. 20 Feet from Stardom. That's the name of the documentary. Yeah, okay, because they were in the background. They were 20 feet from like the stars, I guess, because they were doing the background stuff. That's it. Okay, this next song, uh, I guess, I'm not sure how to put it. It's kind of controversial pick, possibly. I mean, it's a good song, but there's several versions of this song. And the version that I'm looking for is this one right here, which I'll uh, play just a little bit of. It's got a kind of a long intro. Let me see if I can move past some of it. The lovely Judy Garland. Yep, that's uh, definitely a classic singer. Um, Dorothy herself from Wizard of Oz. Probably, I was going to say, her best-known role is Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. People are most familiar with that. She was uh, a standard singer, certainly, back in her day. And this was one of the songs that she made famous. And uh, I think... It's controversial. <laughs> we like this version, and maybe most people don't, because this version, which is the classic original version, is a bit of a downer, but not for no reason. Right. I mean, it was originally in a movie uh, called, um, was it Meet Me in St. Louis? That's correct. It was 1944 musical. And the point of the song was the family was going to leave St. Louis and moved to New York, and not everyone was happy about that. And so, this song was sort of an effort to uh, look forward to, like, maybe next Christmas will be good. This Christmas is not great because of all that's going on, but next year uh, it'll be good. This year we're going to have to muddle through. Yeah, there's a uh, scene in the movie where Judy Garland's character Esther sings a song to cheer up her five year old sister Tootie. And she was very sad. And if you see the clip, it's a very sad clip. I mean, you could YouTube that. You can YouTube the Darlene Love performances on Dave Letterman, certainly. But you could also, I would think you could YouTube a clip of that movie, The Meet Me in St. Louis, and see that it's not a cheery scene. And that's why the original version of this song is not cheery. There is no uh, hang a shining star upon the highest bough. No, it just it's uh it's a downer, but uh, it's it's I think it sounds better this way, but maybe I'm just biased or something. I don't know. 
Well, the way that she sings it is a very sad, almost a melancholy way, but in this effort to try to cheer up her sister who's d- depressed. So it's not a happy thing. It would be really jarring and fake for her to be really just overjoyed at what's happening in the movie, which is why it kind of has that note to it of kind of somberness. But because of that, it was very popular. It was popular with uh, soldiers who were overseas. Uh, and it's something that, for the longest time, kind of had that sad ring to it until... Was uh, Frank Sinatra? Yeah, yeah, Frank Sinatra in his um, album, A Jolly Christmas. He got a hold of the guy who wrote the original lyrics and asked him to jolly that last line up a little bit. And that's where Hang a Shining Star Upon the Highest Bow came from, as well as some of the lyrics that changed, not from next year, All Our Troubles Will Be Out of Sight, or it changed to From Now On, Our Troubles Will Be Out of Sight. Right, like it's just clear sailing from here on out. Nothing else bad is going to happen anymore. And it's not... One, you know, someday soon, as in olden days. It's here we are, as in olden days. So he, it's it's present joy, not future anticipation of joy. Yeah, but I think that version, maybe it's just because Judy Garland's singing it, she's got a good voice. I always have a thought spot for her. Yeah, it could be just, you know, we like the classics, the originals. Keep it, you know, don't, don't change it. Change yep. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is not a classic, but I'll uh, start it up here. Boy, I've got to do some skipping on this one because it starts with a clip from a, a movie, and we don't need to hear all that. No more trouble in this town. For a this is... Uh, a Christmas song by uh, the band The Killers. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a very Christmassy band to me. No, um, you wouldn't think so, especially with a name like The Killers. But every year, in support of charity, they release a Christmas song. Uh, this is one of the first ones they did called Boots. And just about everything that The Killers put out, I enjoy. And I think it's interesting that every year, Starting in 2006, they've put out a Christmas song. They finally collected them all in an album this year. I believe it's an Apple iTunes exclusive called Don't Waste Your Wishes. And it features all the 10 previous songs and the new 11th one that they released this year. Some of them are a little bit of a stretch to call them a Christmas song. (laughs) Yeah, Don't Shoot Me Santa Claus is kind of a... They're really kind of dumb. They can have a very goofy streak or a not very Christmassy streak about them. But it is is kind of intriguing uh, just to see how they they change it up from year to year. Yeah. But they're enjoyable. I would recommend the album if you get a chance. But there's all kinds of contemporary acts who have very odd Christmas songs. We opened up with one from Jonathan Colton about Christmas when you're on a asteroid planet that's being ruled by robots. Yes, not in traditional. That <laughs> that <laughs> certainly applies and falls in that box. Yeah, there's some from They Might Be Giants, some from Fountains of Wayne that you could look up uh, in your free time. Maybe we could put a few links up on the, the website. Yeah, this is uh, the one I'm going to put here, which I think is the last good one we have to talk about, which is kind of a small list, but this one is a classic, so I could not not include it. Stay. 
scented candy canes on the tree. Santa's on his way. That's the uh, melodious strains of Karen Carpenter right there. One half of the Carpenters group from their album, A Christmas Portrait, that was Christmas Waltz. That album, I believe, came out in 1978. I think we were three years old at the time, and perhaps we have an affinity for that album because it's one that our parents would play around Christmas time, and there's just a lot of nostalgia and good memories when it comes to that album. You probably could have picked uh, several other songs from that album just because it, they kind of go together. They flow one into another pretty well, and so it's a it's something that's it's enjoyable to listen to this time of year. Yeah, just the voice of Karen Carpenter was just very smooth, like butter, and just <laughs> like velvet. And um, it was she always did a really good job of singing. She ended up, I believe, what anorexia. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's very tragic. So some tragic story <laughs> to be a downer, but yeah, and, uh, not the not the time of year for that. No, but she, yeah, you're right. She had a very pure voice, and there are other people out there nowadays who sound similar. I think there's a British singer called Harriet, yep. who sounds a lot like Karen Carpenter. If you like that type of voice, you should check out and see what she's done. And uh, if you haven't heard that album, The Christmas Portrait by the Carpenters, it's it's not too 70s-rific. You can enjoy it, I think, uh, <laughs> no matter what uh, era you, you enjoy listening to music about. Because that, I think, is one characteristic of Christmas music. It's rather timeless. You have certain songs that as you said, are in the hymnal and were written hundreds of years ago. And then you have more modern classics that become um, timeless as they go on. You got like All I Want for Christmas is You. It's a little bit overplayed, but it's not that old of a song, but it's now uh, a standard when it comes oh to yeah. Christmas music. Definitely. Well, I've had about enough of this good cheer. <laughs> it's just not in your nature, is it? No, no. It's, it's much more fun to be snarky and sarcastic and mock and deride things. That's just very sad. I don't think you're going to get anything <laughs> for Christmas this year. Well, I'll I'll get over it. <laughs> if it means I get to make fun of stuff, it's all worth it. I, th I think it's easier to, to tear down than it is to build up. That's the problem. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's let's start tearing. Um, we started just looking songs, and honestly, <laughs> we could have probably uh, we may have to do another episode next year, just where we keep tearing things apart. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Christmas songs. These people worked hard on these things. These are also classics in their own way. Yeah, I couldn't write uh, songs like these. No, there's no way I could do that. Now, my best day that I could come up with a song like these, I'm not saying it from that standpoint. And we might come through some songs, and you might think to yourself, oh, I can't believe they think that's a bad song or that it's an annoying song. Well, you know, people have strong opinions about these songs, and you don't have to necessarily agree with my opinion or David's opinion. Even if you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just an opinion. And... I know that some people love these songs. And, oh, no, 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 that's, that's a great song. You can't say that's, that's bad. Well, we'll try to explain our logic as we go. We won't just say it's bad without providing an explanation, however short or lengthy is necessary, of why we feel as we do. All right, well, let's get started. Let me load up this first uh, mess of a song. <laughs> 
This is uh, Jose Feliciano in uh, Christmas. Hey, he's wishing us a Merry Christmas in another language, which is fine. I'm not against other languages being used. This is a very multicultural and diverse song from yeah, that standpoint. That's true. But, I mean, it's. I think this one, I almost don't put it as a, a bad song, but at the same time... Rather repetitive. Is it really a song? <laughs> it's just the same lyrics over and over and over again. I don't necessarily... I mean, it's pretty short-lived. I mean, you got this lyrics that are in Spanish, and then I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart, and that's it. It doesn't change. No. It goes on about half too long. Maybe that's my problem with it. Yeah, maybe two or three <laughs> chants or whatever, <laughs> however you want to break that up, stanzas, is plenty. <laughs> I think so. A little bit goes a long way when it comes to Fleas Navidad. Okay, this song, uh, I cannot wait to talk about this one. The classic 80s. It is a classic 80s song, that is true. It's somewhat Christmas related, though, but also very odd. I'm glad there's no need to be afraid because, you know, it is Christmas time. That's, yes, and we, we what, banish hate? We banish hate. We banish it. Be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, there's no place at the table for hate in Christmas time. No, not at all. This song, I don't know, it's so patronizing for part of it. And it's so, I guess, a little extreme in some of their lyrics. Maybe that's what throws us off. That's probably part of it. When you start breaking down the lyrics, if you get past the singing, regardless of how much or how little talent is being put on display or how catchy or not the tune is, if you start looking at the words, it talks about, you know, when you start getting into the chorus, there's a world outside your window with a world of dread and fear, but the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears and the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cheery, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to take from that song. Well, uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm guess it's, I'm glad it's me, them instead of me. <laughs> yeah. That's the opposite of compassion, I think. Like, oh, whoa, better them than me. And it also talks about, <laughs> they basically, this is a song trying to raise money for Africa. And they really paint it in some, terrible light. I believe they say there that nothing ever grows, no rain or rivers flow. That is correct, which I'm sure would come to a, as a great surprise to some of the inhabitants of Africa that nothing grows there and no rain or rivers ever flow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Toto thinks about Africa rains, don't they? They do. They do talk about the rains in Africa. So I don't think that they were invited to this uh, sing, singing, sing-along. Yeah, and I think they really want, they don't really care that it's Christmas or not. I think they just want some food is the point of this song. Right. These are people that they're trying to raise money for that are starving in Africa. And there is a great need for those people to be ministered unto physically and spiritually. <laughs> but maybe they're going a bit too far when they're writing this song. They got a little bit too carried away with trying to paint just the most bleak and negative picture that they could come up with. 
All right, let me load up this next one, which I apologize in advance because this song can be a bit of an earworm. Kind of gets burrows into your head and just sticks there. Oh, just get started already. <laughs> Hey, it's one of the Beatles. Yeah, he just said it. That's enough. <laughs> exactly. I can agree more, Paul. Yeah, wonderful Christmas time. It's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, it's simple. But the problem is it just it goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's a bit of mindless stupidity from <laughs> Mr. Paul McCartney there. And you just keeps going on and on. It's like simply having a wonderful Christmas time until you just want to pass out into blissful unconsciousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my favorite, certainly, by any stretch of the imagination. No, now, no. some people love it. Oh, yeah. Just can't get enough of it. It's not Christmas until you hear that song. But to me, it's not Christmas until that song is over with. Now, this next song, it's a classic song, so you would think that we'd be all over it. But... It has problems with it, so we are not all over it. Upon the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys. Toys, quote-unquote. Yeah, (laughs) that's probably our problem. First of all, this song poses the musical question, Ho, 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 who wouldn't go up on the housetop, click, 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 down through the chimney with good St. Nick? Well, first of all, click, click, click is just a lazy rhyme <laughs> for St. <Saint> Nick. <laughs> That's true. And as far as who wouldn't go, well, I wouldn't go. It's not my place. I'm not giving out the present. That's his job. I'm supposed to be asleep in, you know, my bed. Or I'm not going to get anything. That's uh, how we rolled at the pack house. <laughs> so if Sam's going to be giving out the stuff described in this song, I don't know, I might have stayed up. I mean, have you heard the lyrics to this song? What he's giving out as gifts. I mean, this is an old song, but still. I do think that's the major problem with this song is that it has not aged well and nobody's getting video games, iPods, um, anything of the sort. Little Nell gets a doll. And that la- you know, laughs, cries, opens and shuts her eyes. But uh, Will gets he gets the shaft. <laughs> uh, he, next comes the stocking of little Will. Oh, just see what a glorious fill! Here is a hammer and <laughs> lots of tacks. Also a ball and a whip that cracks. Sometimes a whistle is thrown in there too. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. The whistle and the ball are like. The uh, the prizes, but you've got a hammer, some tacks, and a whip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Will is like a little psycho, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure what uh, is he put on his list. Did he put these things on his list? Dear Santa, I've been a good boy all year. I would like a hammer and some <laughs> tacks, and if it wouldn't be too much trouble, a whip. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine uh, what chaos 
Will is going to... How do you think he's going to, like, take Nell's doll and just... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> torture it somehow? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd be hiding the pets. I'd be you know, keeping one eye open when I slept at night if I was Will's mom and dad. He's definitely uh, got interests that don't align well with his classmates. This is my best guess. It's not a G.I. Joe. If you want something that, you know, he, hey, G.I. Joe's got a gun. Or get a, you know, a Red Ryder BB gun. 200 shot range of my lay rifle. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. I'm not, I can already hear the uh, the gasps when this song starts up because I know people like it, but this is my podcast. If you don't <laughs> like it, you make your own. This song, just to me, is just chock full of problems. I mean, I even hate the background singers on this song. <laughs> They're overdoing it a bit, trying to drown out the king of rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, I, the Porky Pig version of this song might be just a little bit better, but that's still a stretch. <laughs> and it's kind of offensive, but yeah, it's, it's better. <laughs> Certainly, uh, I mean, what ruins that version of me is people are just busting a gut laughing in the background to where you can't even appreciate the song as well as if people would just be quiet and let the poor pig sing or try to sing. <laughs> yeah, try. <laughs> Give him a day in the sun. Uh, but this is an all-around stinker of a song, in my opinion. And maybe it's just because I associate Christmas with happiness, but I just can't imagine having a blue Christmas. Right. And even if I could, <laughs> you know, what does Elvis have to be blue about? His life was uh, literally a whirlwind of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So from the world standpoint, and he was walking on sunshine. <laughs> and uh, fried sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And fried sandwiches, yeah. He did enjoy his uh, peanut butter and bacon and banana or whatever else mess he put on a plate and ate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how can you be blue with all that stuff going on in your life? Yeah, it's just thinking about you. I don't know who the you is in that song, but apparently they're doing all right with their Christmas of white. <laughs> Someone has moved on from, from Elvis. Right, but Elvis is still holding on. Yeah, it's got problems. N maybe I'm never really that big, have never been that big a fan of Elvis, which is probably another blasphemous statement to some people, but there you go. He was a little bit before my time, and I just associate him as the fat guy who died on the toilet. <laughs> yep. For good or for ill, that's that's his lot in life. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. I think he plays guitar here a while. Let me try to skip forward. I think the main... <laughs> <laughs> you already look annoyed. <laughs> I'm sighing already. I think the song really bothers me because of the patronizing attitude that the singer has towards Santa Claus. Not that I'm, like, trying to defend Santa Claus here in his honor, but the person in the song, it seems like they're just ordering Santa around. It's a very cavalier attitude for whoever is singing the song to take with Santa Claus if you are thinking about the the legend and the mythos behind this character, you don't necessarily talk to Santa Claus in this manner. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine sitting on Santa's lap and saying, hey, 
Don't tell anyone what I'm going to say to you. Hey, you dear old man. <laughs> now, you dear old man. It's, you're right. It's very patronizing. Yeah, that's how you address Pawpaw in the nursing home after he can't remember your name anymore. Hey, you dear man. I don't think that this person is going to get very much in the way of a uh, present in their stocking. Yeah, and then he says, whisper what you'll bring to me. Tell me if you can. <laughs> yeah, if. If you can. Now, Santa, it's Santa, okay? If you want to believe in Santa, he can do whatever he wants to, including leaving you nothing but a lump in your throat and a tough lesson in manners. <laughs> exactly it. And maybe that's, that's what the finger deserves, in my opinion. Just a little bit too, uh, getting too fresh with Santa. Okay, let's, this is a classic song, but I don't like it, so we're going to talk about it. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. You know, this part of the song, if I had to try to find a fault with it, I couldn't really find too much of a fault with this song. The problem is what happens later in the song. We see this shepherd boy, and he kind of takes a tone in the song, just sort of a patronizing thing, like, says the shepherd boy to the mighty king, do you know what I know? Yeah, like, walking up straight to his majesty, and think, I know something you don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, back then, in this Bible time that this song is written, and you couldn't even approach the king if he didn't extend his scepter, and then you're taking your life into your hands. Right, and and the, the the kid's solution to this, hey, a child shivers in the cold, let's bring him silver and gold. <laughs> How about a blanket? <laughs> How about some, you know, hot bottle of milk, not precious metals? <laughs> no, he's just a kid. Maybe he just doesn't know any better. It's a lazy rhyme. That's what it is. He's in the cold, let's bring him silver and gold. Right, and if we want to get down into the brass tacks of, if this is Bible times, and a shepherd is going to the king and telling him about this baby. And the king says, a child, a child sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. But if this is a biblical time, that's King Herod. He wanted to kill Jesus, not bring him, you know, sing his praises and bring him gold. Right, that's what he wanted the, the wise men. He said, hey, let me know where this guy is so I can worship him, wink, wink, <laughs> with really just wanting to kill him. Maybe that's why it, it bugs me, just the uh, the inaccuracy of it all. They were not biblical literists, literalists that wrote this song. It's it's true. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, boy, this next one. Uh, surely they won't go prom, prom, all the way through the song, right? <laughs> Sorry, they will. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I think what really sticks in my craw on this song is just the premise of the song I just don't get. We've got a little boy with a drum called to see baby Jesus, and for some reason he gets a complex because the wise men are handing out these valuable gifts, but he doesn't have anything to bring. And I mean, who asked him to bring a gift? He's just a little kid. Yeah, I don't think that anybody who said, like, oh, look, 
we're going to go see this newborn baby. Hey, kid, you better have your present ready because this newborn's going to be expecting something pretty sweet. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, maybe he would have just driven like he wanted to give him a gift. That is true. Maybe he wanted to give him something and he felt bad that he didn't have anything to give. Or so he thought. But he doesn't drop because he does have something to give. He has a drum that he can play. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a... A magical drum? Maybe he's magically playing it? I don't yeah. know. He insists on a drum solo that he's going to wow the crowd with. Now, I don't know if that's any appropriate gift for any occasion or age level, uh, much less to a newborn baby. Hey, I know what this newborn baby needs. Me to play my drum. <laughs> yes, and so he does get permission from mom to play the, the solo. And this ridiculously... <laughs> supernatural annoying lyric the ox and lamb kept time <laughs> how does that even work i don't know if they're stomping their hoof or they're nodding their head like yeah i'm really getting down with the beat but hey guess what when he was done the baby smiled at him yes <laughs> because he stopped playing <laughs> my guess <laughs> that, that's a good theory i like that theory actually maybe we're just being too harsh with this song maybe this kid wanted to bring a gift and he played that g gift of talent that he had, and the baby was happy. And maybe there's a lesson in that for all of us. Yeah. Or, maybe, ma or maybe just an annoying song. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely one of those two. I'm not sure which. I don't care how you slice this song, any way you slice it, it's just, it's creepy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever do you mean? Well, he got this kid, he's sneaking out of his room to see his mother kissing either, you know, you got two options here, somebody dressed up as Santa or Chris Kringle himself. <laughs> I don't know which is more disturbing of the two. So he got Mary away where mom and dad are getting to this kind of freaky role-playing while their child watches in confusion. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe more bizarre, this mom is waiting up for some action with a man who is several hundred years her senior. <laughs> right, is this like a yearly thing that happens? Is like a relationship that comes around once a year? Yeah, and why would Santa just cavort with someone who's so obviously naughty? <laughs> exactly. That, that runs counter to everything we know about Santa Claus or everything I've been told anyway. Do you think it's possible that we're overanalyzing these songs? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. I think they. I think this is the appropriate level of analysis for these. Certainly we're not overthinking them. No, never. I've never been accused of that. Okay, this one, oh boy. The night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even the mouse. Suddenly, I heard a strange noise down below. So, in my flannel pajamas, I went tippy toe. I could all right, enough. Let's get to the main thing here. Gee, if I could only <laughs> have my two front teeth, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. It seems so. Okay, enough of that. Hush you up, couldn't kid. stand it, could I you? I could not. 
Yeah, this is a cloying classic that just kind of tap dances all over my last <laughs> nerve when I hear it. <laughs> well, he wants his two front teeth for Christmas because when he doesn't have them, he whistles when he talks. Yeah, but I mean, is that really that big of a problem? If I were a kid, I would not be willing to forego every other Christmas present I might receive in exchange for two incisors. <laughs> that's right. But that's all he wants for Christmas. Right. But And why? Because so he can wish you Merry Christmas. <laughs> He's that obsessed with his teeth. And, and here's, the, here's the thing. He, all he wants for Christmas is his two front teeth so he can wish you Merry Christmas. But he's going to get them on Christmas Day. So he gets to use that, that gift for one day, and then you're not going to wish him after Merry Christmas after Christmas. Right. Happy New Year. You don't need those two front teeth. <laughs> you're right. Just say Happy Holidays. I know that's not the popular thing to do now, but come on. You don't just, if you do that, you're not going to sound like my puppy's squeaky toy. <laughs> uh, just just for one year, when you don't have them choppers, you can get by with just saying that. It's okay. We know what you mean. All right, we only got a few more here. I know you, maybe you're relieved. Maybe like, oh, let's go to the next one. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Now this is a classic song. But I just never really got a, uh, I don't know, it never really stuck with me as a good song. Just because it's kind of, the exp- I mean, the songwriter just exposing this disturbing Santa fetish. <laughs> it is strange. Uh, now, there are a lot of people that just love the song. It is a classic as far as they are concerned. But it's never been that's very high on my list just because, I don't know. I don't know how Santa would really feel about this person. Just give me this, give me this, give me this. Yeah, some creepy Santa gold digger with a baby doll voice and an insatiable desire for loot. <laughs> just a real greedy guts. <laughs> yeah, here's my list. I want a ring, a mink coat, <laughs> all uh, other assorted treasures. That's right. The deed to a platinum mine. Yeah. I don't even know why you would even do it that. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> have to hire workers. and uh, uh, Yeah, that's... Yeah, give me a deed to a platinum mine. Yeah, and she wants them now. <laughs> Hurry down the <laughs> chimney tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want peace on earth. I don't want you know nothing for me. Not my two front teeth, certainly, unless they're gold-capped like a, a grill or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what would make this person happy. No, the more, just more and more and more. Greed and avarice. Yeah, th- th- she's not going to get any of these things. Her name's on the top of the naughty list with that kind of attitude. <laughs> of course it is. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from my Oh, uh, this might be my least favorite Christmas song. Uh, probably people all over are screaming right now because they may like the song. It is a beloved, it's a Christmas classic. I can't even deny that it's not. And they're like, oh, this is a funny song. You should laugh when you hear it. It is funny in its way, in that same way that, I don't know, um, Weird Al's funny. <laughs> I mean, he has his talent, certainly, but he's not for everybody. But it makes the beloved Santa Claus out to be just a murderer. 
<laughs> yeah, a murderer. <laughs> if you look at the lyrics of this, uh, he apparently runs down a drunken grandmother who's off her medication while walking home in the snow. <laughs> that doesn't exactly sound like the jolly old St. Nicholas that I know and love. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, Grandma was just so naughty, Santa couldn't take it anymore and had to bring some Christmas <laughs> justice onto the scene. <laughs> and the people in the song don't even seem to care that Grandma was trampled and mauled by a reindeer. Yeah, it's just ridiculous from start to finish, which perhaps is the point we could be accused of overanalyzing this song again. But I don't know. if you s I, The problem is with songs, I tend to dig into the lyrics. And when the lyrics don't make sense, I have trouble getting past it. And this is one of those examples. All right, we've got one more to talk about, and uh, there are several problems with this one. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> The lyrics are rather com uh, repetitive, first of all. All this baby, it's cold outside talk. It does happen more than once in the song, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it is, you know, that's the time of the year. It's cold outside, of course. But this song always, I don't know, has kind of a, a rapey <laughs> vibe to me. It is really high-pressure situation for the baby in this song. <laughs> exactly. The guy's like... And one point in the song, I believe the lyric that the lady said is, what's in this drink? Mm -hmm. Which is a bad scene. <laughs> yeah, it was, has it been spiked? Uh, trying to get her drunk? What, what's going on with the song? It's a problem. This song is a problem on many levels. It's not a very Christmassy song. And maybe they don't really talk about Christmas. Maybe it's more of a, a winter song. And um, in which case, maybe, I mean, it fits... But it's just a lot of, like, you know, Winter Wonderland. It's not a Christmas song either, although it's certainly sung around Christmas time this time of year. You don't hear Winter Wonderland in January. No, there's a time and a place, time and a place. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think that's all we had to talk about. Yeah, if there's any that we missed and you think, I can't believe you didn't include this one, like I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Uh, we couldn't include all the bad ones. Exactly. <laughs> we couldn't go on forever. And this, we can't do a three-hour episode. We just don't have it in us to do it. <laughs> but uh, I hear Crypto scratching up the door, so that means that it's time to uh, wrap this up. If you have uh, any email you want to send us, you can go, what is that, uh, Pack Bros Podcast, P A C K B R O S Podcast at gmail.com. That is exactly it. Yes. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Pack Bros Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Pack Bros Podcast. And the website, of course, www.packbrospodcast.com, where you'll find the link to uh, these different episodes that we've had and also links to some of the songs that we talked about. Yep. You've got. Uh, links to the episodes on, I believe, SoundCloud and on the iTunes uh, podcast store. So if you want to uh, support us, certainly follow us there. Leave us a positive review. That would be great. All right, let's go out with a, uh, a nice classic song. And thanks for listening. Yep. Good night.
You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose.